I mean, come on. That doesn't make you cry. That doesn't make you cry. I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, yeah, it's just a beautiful, beautiful song about a young European man, Slovenian gentleman. Wouldn't it? It was nice. <laughs> I enjoyed that. It's an adorable little song. It's just a great little ditty about a young man who's really just tearing up a league. Yeah. We gotta make a fucking parody song. <laughs> oh, that already happened. We've gotta make a parody song. Oh, I got uh, one. Something do, NBA um, related. That's what we're gonna do today for the pun off. Let's do uh, Mo Bamba. Boo you, dude. Welcome back, y'all. This is episode 74 of NB, yay! We yay. are back. Well done, sir. We are back for another week of NBA news. This is the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit. Mostly, we just talk a lot of shit. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, that sounds like I'm ending the podcast. I'm actually not. I just want to thank you genuinely for listening. Um, also, keep wanna, doing it. Yeah, keep yeah. listening more, and uh, want to make sure that if, in fact, um, this is your first time listening. We show you some appreciation. And if not, um, you know, tell your friends and uh, and keep coming back for more. And if this is if you've listened to this, I'm sorry, I'm rambling multiple times. Make sure you give us a five-star rating review. We'd really appreciate it. Um, in any case, uh, I'm your host, Jay Keyless, directly to my right. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, it's Tad, a.k.a. Russell Textbook, <laughs> a.k.a. Lamar Scrotum. He's getting him out now. A.k.a. Kelly O'Linens. Oh, like <laughs> wow. He's been practicing. Yeah. I've been thinking about some. Yeah. Um, the Russell textbook one kind of just came off the dome. I'll admit that. I like that one. It's great. Uh, Nikki Keyless, what did you say we were doing for AKAs this time? Today's puns are going to be song names. Song names? Names of songs. Okay. Um, Man. Hmm. Shit, this is going to be hard. Hey, um, hey, Mr. Vince Carter. <laughs> you, you were just sitting on that one. Right? I just thought about right, it. I just right, thought about all right, it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Can we get player names up? Let's, I got to look at names so I can think of puns towards names. That's so hard. Bad, bad, Jalen Brown. Baddest man <laughs> in the whole damn town. Uh, I love that. Um, um, Miles Turner around. <laughs> wow. Miles Turner around. That was terrible. <laughs> that was the first name I saw. <laughs> John John Wonderwall. <laughs> there we go. Uh, there there you go. go. Uh, oh God, 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 God. Um, okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, Jeff Greenlight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that plays. <laughs> uh, if anybody can come up with a song for Furcon Korkmaz, <laughs> you are a fucking Korkmaz. genius. Oh shit! Uh, what a name, Furcon, you. I was gonna say for con you. I was gonna say that con you too. The four con of corkments my true love gave to me. <laughs> the four con uh, of life. The twelve twelve days of corkmas. <laughs> oh lord. All uh, I want for corkmas <laughs> is you. <laughs> oh god, that's so good. I'm trying to think of another. Oh, ones. I don't. It's not a. It's not a. 
Hit um, me, Bibby, one more time. I like that. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's it's, good. Uh, it's not. It's not a song name. It's a band name. It's Alien Onto the Goompa. <laughs> uh, farm. farm. Are you gonna add farm yeah. to the <laughs> Alien Onto the Goompa Farm? <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I, just, I want. I want one more. You got this. You got this. Hmm. Mm. Come on. We can do this. We can do this. Song names with NBA player names in them. Sprinkle them in there. Carl Anthony, take this towns. <laughs> it's an OAR song. You guys oh, might not know that. I don't. I don't. It's a very white guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was OAR the one who was like, "We are, we are." Is that who that was? No, that's fucking. Uh, the nation. What the fuck is that band name? Yeah, I had that CD back in the day. We are. Wait, wait. We are. We are. Manute Bull Nation. <laughs> oh, so man. stupid. <laughs> wait, wait, how do you spell Corksman's? Corksman's. K-O-R-K-M-A-Z. Cool. All right, just writing that name down. It's a good name. Uh, <laughs> all I want for Corksman's. Yeah, <laughs> you. That's a pretty good name for the episode. All right, guys, let's get started. Um, last week, uh, a trade went down between Cleveland and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Cleveland sends um, George Hill and I believe a pick maybe i think a second rounder i think it was a second rounder for uh matthew della vadova who goes back to cleveland uh and john henson which kind of caught me off guard oh uh sam decker was the other one that went back sam decker went to milwaukee um my cousin met him on an airplane told him they were really excited to have him in cleveland (laughs) (laughs) and sam decker looked right back and he's like nobody's excited to have me anywhere thanks man (laughs) not since not since madison buddy (laughs) sam decker Um, the halls i don't know why they're all christmas we should just focus on christmas i mean it's fucking Christmas, Christmas time of year, Christmas dude. It's in like two weeks, brother. Yeah. That's true. Kyle Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer? That's a football player. Fuck. Uh, yeah. I like it, but... Uh, um, Kyle. Singler bells? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll level that was reaching, but... Little know. little Andre Drummond boy. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> As a, we, uh, we wish you a J.R. Smithmas. J.R. Swishmas. That's great. Uh, who won the trade, guys? Uh, Cleveland getting back Delhi and John Henson, basically getting rid of that contract. Didn't they also get like two picks? They I did. I feel like they won. It was just uh, a, it was swaps of second round picks, but yeah, okay. uh, Cleveland gets more picks than I, I feel like Milwaukee gave up a lot in this yeah. trade. Um, however, I do like the addition of Sam Decker and George Hill, who do have the ability to space the floor, and George Hill, who is a battle-tested playoff-tested point guard. George Hill is. Trash. Well, he hasn't been good in a long time. Dude, but. he's trash. But this was this was more of a my trash for your trash trade. He was one deep. man's trash is another man's <clears throat> treasure. I do think Sam Decker on that team could make a lot of sense though, because he can space the floor and it helps with the way that they're running their offense. Yeah, I mean the way that they're running that offense is kind of how like the Magic did it with Dwight Howard years back. They're like everyone just spread on three point line, let Giannis do everything down low, and then he'll pass it out to you if he feels like it. I guess. I think Cleveland won. Yeah, so do I. I don't get a lot of second round picks. They're going to be loading up on picks for the next couple years, anyways. I mean, okay, like so, like you, you want to be bad, obviously, if you're Cleveland at this point. Like you got to out tank Chicago. Yeah. I mean, Chicago, Chicago, like lost that game to Boston, and Cleveland was like, ah, shit, man, (laughs) we got to step our game up. Uh, So uh, they, 
Yeah, I mean, they just they they unlo- I Look, I'm going to stop real quick. I don't know who that guy is right? on that okay, picture. Thank on you. Bas- Go back to basketball sets. Wait, which one are you looking at? Because I'm looking. I just want to assume that the guy in the jazz jersey is Greg Ostertag. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the two dudes to the right of Kirk Heinrich. One guy's got like <laughs> a shaggy dog on his head. Jonathan Motley, Jonathan Baylor University, Motley, and the other guy who's the, to the right. Oh, Kelly Tripuka. 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 Sure. He's down from Tripeka. Uh, I thought that, that guy, I'm gonna. I'll be honest. I thought Bogdan was Greg Ostertag. <laughs> <laughs> also, who's, not a not a jazz. Who's, who's, who's two to the right here? Oscar Robinson. Oh man, that does not look like him. That is very much Oscar. That Robinson. doesn't look. It doesn't look like him. Jamel Artist, dude. I love this thing. Like just see, Rodney McGruder, Xavier <sighs> McDaniel, just some fucking guys that like you know you never think about. There's your boy Rudy. <laughs> yeah. What is this? I have a question. Why is this on a basketball reference? Though? They hot, do it. They hot, do... hot take. Um, Kelly Dwyer looks like Rudy Fernandez. Yes, he does. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna tweet that at him tonight. Just realized. I'm just gonna send him a pic of his of this pic. It's gotta probably. be side by side. Uh, Cleveland won the trade because Cleveland needs to get worse. That's yes. true. John That's Henson true. actually not a bad player. No, he's just been in a weird situation. They've got a fucking. They've got so many front they court got guys. So many big but he, guys. I mean, is John Henson's not gonna help you win any more games? No. Now? no. And um, he had early on in his career, he had a lot of promise. Like he was really good on the defensive end. Like good a, positive rebounder. Him. Him uh, and Thon Maker are two guys that are very much like 2K good. Thon is so frustrating to me. Yeah. Because he's life, so good in the playoffs. Well. He's so good in the playoffs. And he just disappears during the regular season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess that's what you're going to be paying. Like, the last the, the last two years that they've been in the playoffs, Thon has basically been, like, the spark plug that they needed to, like, push them throughout the playoffs. Is George Hill going to get minutes? Yeah. Then Cleveland won this trade. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, George Hill sucks, man. He is a fucking liability on the defensive end. Go look at his fucking defensive rating. He is, he sucks. Mm. 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 Let's see here. Oh, regular season. What's he shooting from the floor this season? Fifty percent. Wow, that's actually that's shocking. Not bad. He's shooting. I mean, he's shooting forty-four percent from three. Yeah, yeah, forty-five. But he again. I don't really care about that stuff. He is a. He's a liability. He cannot play defense. He cannot guard a fucking soul. Nope. Yeah. But you you pick this guy out to help you stretch the floor. They they're a very good defensive team. They're not picking him up to help their defense. Yeah. They're picking up him up as another shooter to add to that rotation. No, I understand. I I get the logic behind it. I think just Cleveland won for Cleveland won for non basketball reasons to quote David paraphrase David Stern in some ways. Uh because Cleveland got worse. They made him worse. Yeah. And they're loading up on assets. Um to make some moves, probably for some additional picks. Yeah. Um is Delvadova's contract expiring? I don't think it is. I think they've it's got next him season, on right? Yeah, I think they've got him for one more year. Yeah. So I mean either way. Um also I want to say this real quick. I'm shitting on George Hill, but George Hill is a player who I liked for a long time. Hell he's just yeah. he's he's at, great. he's at the end of his career. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. I mean, he's a he's a tenured vet. He's been in the league for a long time. Played some really really good playoff matches. Was fucking as of two years ago was really really good for the Utah Jazz. Like, yeah. still can be a productive NBA player. He's just, he you know, Sacramento. Last year he was. Yeah. yeah, he signed with Sacramento and then they oh, traded okay. him. Okay, yeah, I, I think I was confusing his Utah years for. But yeah, like Delhi. He was I good mean, in Indiana. He was great in Indiana. Hit that so you can see the fucking great. Yeah, salary I want to see that info. salary info. I want to see when his contract is up. Let's take a look here, shall we? He's he that 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 guy got paid and has done literally nothing since getting paid. Um, good bah, 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 bah. It does not say. It just says experience. It'll experience. probably have it down here. Oh, that's Let's take a look down here. 
I mean, he signed like a three-year, $22 million deal or something like that, so he's got to be towards the end of it. I remember when he signed, the first thing that LeBron did was tweet and say congrats. Like, yeah. they, didn't, they, just, they was like, oh, are they going to bring Delhi back? And as soon as he got the offer, they're like, all right, hey, congratulations, man. I think this might be the last year of his contract. Um, I also want to say this. Never have I flipped on a player faster than <laughs> uh, than Del Vidova. Um, so I... For good or for, for worse? Um for worse okay. uh no, four year 38 oh, million there it is. Yeah, so yeah. yeah okay so he's got 2020 is the so last he, year yeah so he's he's got one more year yeah. well, that's fine i mean yeah. that's a he's expiring next season you can flip him for something as an expiring deal also good for him for getting paid but paid uh well i've never flipped wow. more on a well that was he got signed when that calorie the salary cap they thought was gonna was gonna jump huge right. but i loved him in college when he was at saint mary's i loved him also saint mary's fun fact just all the fucking australian players Go play at St. Mary's. Sure. Patty Mills. Yeah. Matthew Dolodova. There's probably some others. <laughs> um, I, was, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me for one more. But anyway, uh, I loved him in college. And then, God, dude, if there's one thing that I hate, and I, you know, this, it, it goes against pretty sound logic, but if there's one thing I hate, it's the scrappy white guy. <laughs> I hate the white guy who like is just so unathletic that all he can do against these guys is like get up in your shorts and like pester you. Yeah. I just I hate it. I hate that so much. And I, I fucking I hate him for it. <laughs> I might like it if he was on my actually I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it if he was on my team. I just I don't I'm not a huge fan of most white players in the NBA. Hot take. Self, <laughs> self-loathing white basketball player. I, I just gotta love it. There's certain ones that I really love and then a lot of them that I just I just kinda hate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two things. One, I want to look something up. But also, first off, Basketball Reference does the nicknames. Matthew Deladova's nickname is Outback Jesus. I never knew that. I, that's honestly, amazing. I think the. I think that's. I think that's honestly because of the pardon my take guys from Barstool Sports. Oh my god! Because they would always Outback refer to him as Jesus. that. That's Outback amazing. Uh, and also, can you look up the Clippers player Mike Scott really Matthew quick? Matthew Deladova. He's driving the lane, mate. He shoots, and it's swatted away. <laughs> uh, I want to see if Mike Scott, uh, for the Clippers, what his name? The regional, regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> the regional manager is <laughs> that is an all time nickname. Oh my! I was God. watch. I was watching the Clippers game. Uh, was the Clippers versus <laughs> Raptors, and Mike Scott was playing, and I was like, I wonder. I was like, his nickname has to be the question. Right? Because that's like like such a perfect... But this one's even better. Oh, I'm so happy we Googled this. Oh, man. Or basketball reference. That it. makes my day. That makes my day. Um, so, on to um, less exciting news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Bulls... Um, boy, oh boy. What a week the Bulls have had. So, I'm going to pull up the Bulls' performance as of late. Because um, it hasn't been stellar, to say the least. We got beat by 57 by the Celtics the other night um, and have lost four, three of the four games since Jim Boylan became our head coach. Um, he uh, posts a 57-point loss and, uh, on the back of back-to-back games slash losses, decided to host another two-hour run-you-guys-into-the-ground training. And allegedly a group of players, not everybody, but a group of players were like, Nah, hard pass. Um, my understanding from Shams Charnia is that Robin Lopez and 
Laurie Markin was just like, guys, we need to practice. Like, we clearly need to practice. Yeah. Um, Zach Levine and some other folks um, were not very, very opposed to uh, this this training regimen. Now, I have some opinions on this. However, we need to keep in mind that, like, Jim Boylan is making some weird decisions already in his early stage career. He made a five-man substitute the other day. Like is a this fucking, fucking hockey seventh game. Seventh grade basketball. It's like a hockey game. Is this seventh grade? Is everybody supposed to get equal playing time? So that's not what I'm saying. A but fo- I'm, that's what I'm saying it's stupid. Like you do this shit in seventh grade. Oh, I, okay. I, I yeah. was like, I, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Yes, yeah. I, I completely agree. Not only that, Which when when asked saying. when asked why he did that, or when people opposed him doing that, his response was, "Greg Popovich used to do that all the time." I've never seen him do that. So he has been under that, like, there's, like, years and years Like, ago, in, like, like, the 97 years. season no, when the Spurs like, were fucking loaded? No, 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 like, early 2000s, like, he had done that before. But that was more for disciplinary reasons yeah. than it was for, like, Oh, I actually, I, I remember there was one time where, I do remember one time where Pop took everybody out, but it, it was because he was like, you guys are playing, like, assholes. Well, I, would think, I think last year in the first quarter, or, like, two years ago when Duncan was still playing, he took all five of his starters yeah, out. That, yeah. that's what I'm time. thinking of. Yeah. All at the same time. And for disciplinary reasons, but it's like, it's weird because this bull situation has gone from like the mayor who's just like people pleaser and baby kisser handshaker to like now Jim Boylan who's like I'm gonna fucking run you guys into the ground and you guys are gonna fucking start playing harder or else we're just gonna practice every fucking day all the time two hours a day and then back to back back double fucking practices two a days that's a lot of practice that's what I'm saying and we, and keep in mind we ain't talking about the game no, talking about practice somebody so, had to do it um who's in the right here who's in the wrong here the players are in the right, right. Players, the players are in the right. I'll side with the players on this 110. Yeah. They they went they went to the fucking players union. They were like, "Yo, this guy's fucking abusing his power. This shit's ridiculous. Like, it's just not. It's is this is not the same NBA. And there's like there's pros and cons to that, right? Or like people have a lot of opinions about like NBA players being softer and this. Now you were just reading a quote from John Paxman. He's like, "These guys practice three hours a day, all day, all summer." Yeah. It's not even comparable to playing a full NBA game. Yeah. It's not even close. Not even no, close to playing 15 minutes. Like, dude, you are, you are playing 82 games. People are hurt. They yeah, need to rest. Exactly. They need to get therapy. They need to get treatment. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, and then sometimes you're playing fucking back-to-back. Like, you, mm-hmm. all you are doing is running. All, honestly, the Bulls right now might be the most dysfunctional franchise in basketball. It's been a hell of a race this yeah, year. It's been real bad. <laughs> I mean, them and the, the fucking Sixers the Sixers and the Suns blood. are on a race to the goddamn bottom. Ooh, the Suns are fun. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. We can the Suns are fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this Bulls thing's weird. There's been so many stories that came out of it. Like first it was the whole team was like opposed to it. Then Jim Boylan was like it wasn't the whole team. It was a couple of guys, and that was confirmed. Then he and Zach Levine had to have a sit down because they're not seeing eye to eye. And then reports came out that like some players were like, guys, we just need to practice, just deal with it. Like we need to get back on the court. They went out to the players' association. Like just it's been a fucking mess. And Jim Boylan has been. He's been kind of a train wreck to start his yeah. his. It's not going what's, well. What I'm gonna going to go ahead on a limb here and assume is going to be a short Bulls head coaching tenure. It's his I, only head coaching tenure he'll ever have. I don't think he'll ever get another job. I have a question. This. Do you guys think that he even makes it to the end of the season? Yes. Yeah. They have to. They're not gonna hire. They're not gonna fire two coaches in the same season. I'm honestly. They might. They're dumb enough. I'm gonna say this, and I like. I mean this in no disrespect towards either of you two, but the Bulls are a fucking trash franchise. It's awful. Oh, it's and have been for almost six years. More than that. Uh, they like, try 20. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and give them the time with, you know, the the Derek, the Derek Rose, the Peak Tibbs years. Here, I'm going to say. Here's the thing, though. Those years were good basketball years. Organizationally, we've oh, been sure. shit. We've yeah, been but the thing, the thing is, though, you're, you're good. When you're good like that, though, you can still, even, like, if shit in the front office is still bad and dysfunctional, you can still attract 
top players. And yeah. I mean, they didn't land any of them, but also like, I don't think, I think that was more of a consequence of the other destinations that were available. To I agree with players. Um, but holy shit. Yeah. I mean, literally since the Jordan years, they have been pretty much a, a trash franchise. We're awful. Uh, and I mean, it, it's, it's like, I, I would never want to go play there. Like, I can, I would rather, I would rather go play. And I don't even know. Like, I, I'd rather go play in Minnesota. Hell, I'd rather play in Milwaukee. If I was a marquee free agent, then in Chicago, that's the thing. It's a big market. Like people should be clamoring to play there, and all yeah. you do is you fire coaches, you hire shitty ones, you make dumb decisions, you critique your players. Like it's it's bad. Yeah, it's not going well. Yeah, I haven't looked at this site in a while, but man, I'm really excited about this. The Bulls are currently number two in the Tankathon rankings, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are right behind the Phoenix Suns, who have lost ten games in a row. Yeah, you know who's terrible. You know who's not who's not in the lottery, which means they're gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> Orlando, your Orlando Magic. Dude, Boston has three first-round picks next year. Yeah. Jesus. It's crazy. And you know what? Those are three teams that could possibly fall into the lottery. Oh, Lord. No offense to no, the Clippers. No, not the Clippers. The Clippers couldn't fall into the lottery. Memphis I could see, but not the Clippers. See, yeah. And Sacramento's probably going to be right on this right on this fringe right here. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm the, happy for them. The, the, the Bulls situation has been a fucking nightmare. This whole season is one I'd like to forget, but also – if it gets a Zion, I'm good with it. It's not, but the thing is, it ain't gonna get better. You guys are five years away. Oh, here's the thing. I totally accept that. Totally fine with it. Fully on board with us just like acquiring assets until like some of those assets start to turn into formidable players. Like Zach Levine started off the season really well, but it's clear like he is very one sided. Makes a lot of really bad decisions with the ball. Um, he's Larry, a limited player. I yeah, mean, he is. Like, Larry can't come back, and he's doing his thing. Like he's looking solid thus far in his first couple games back. Levine would become like a six man. Uh, I don't. I think he would just be like our high volume scorer. Like we need a bucket, go get it. Okay. I think they're gonna build around. I think they're gonna build around Laurie unless somebody that we draft in the next two years is like an all time yeah. like generally generational talent. What has to be just unbelievably frustrating as a Bulls fan though is like okay, um, Orlando has had some bad years recently. I mean, that uh, that's an understatement. We've been really fucking terrible recently, right? And so the thing is, though, it was always like they were always trying to do things. And, the, the, like, I never once was like, God damn, the people running this franchise are fucking morons. And never? Just, never. Like, never. It was, it was, there were times where I was like, God, this sucks. Like, I don't know why we're making this trade. But it was never to me... Like okay, things are so bad that we're I I don't foresee an end. I have a question. Yeah, do you not remember the whiteboard? <laughs> I was gonna. I was just about to say yeah, that. No, I, I, <laughs> that was so bad. Okay, so there are times where I've like I've certainly questioned decisions and been upset about those kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. But what I'm saying though is that like I never was like, holy shit, this is an absolute fucking train wreck. The circus is in town, sure. and that's how the bulls are. Yeah. And it's it's bad, and I I feel bad for you guys. It sucks. It's it's not fun to be a Bulls fan when this type of shit goes down. But I'm in it for the tank, man. <laughs> I'm in it for the tank. Um, on to the next topic. Um, I thought about this in the car the other day, so I wanted to discuss this because I'm gonna pull up his stats here. I should have pulled them up prior to, but you know we just got so deep into this. Hey, uh... regional manager. <laughs> the question. So, pass it to the answer. Um, DeMontis Sabonis is having a phenomenally efficient and just great season across the board for the Indiana Pacers, all while coming off the bench. Yeah, and those idiots in Orlando trade. <laughs> <laughs> I 
as I said, um, those idiots in Orlando traded him to the Thunder. Um, so it got me thinking, guys. Based on his current projection, so I just want to put out some numbers. In in 25 games played, and he's only averaging about 20 minutes a game. My man no, is averaging... 24. Oh. About 25. 25, 25 minutes. 25 minutes a game. He is averaging 14, almost 10, three assists, shooting 64% from the field. And 83, or pardon me, yeah, 83% from three. Um, Wait, what? 83% from three-point range. He's not shooting a lot of them. I mean, he shoots less than one a game. But he's shooting 83%. Uh, but overall, 64% from the floor. Um, the question I had was, and maybe this is a loaded statement, does DeMontis bonus, does he finish his career as having a better NBA career than his father. Yeah, I mean, I think that goes play longer. Too. That's that's unquestionable. I mean, he came over um, when he came, when when um, Arvidas Sabonis came over. He was, I mean, he was at the end of his career, and he, yeah, like his 31. back was all fucked up. His knees were bad. He was a shell of himself, um, and he put up some he put up some fucking good numbers in those those few years that he was around. He didn't play in a, like he was out. He he sat out a lot of games. So yeah, I think overall he he, he will probably have a better career. Um, I still maintain that we would talk about Arvidas Sabonis as one of the greatest players of all time. Oh yeah, if he had come to the NBA sooner. No, I agree. He if you ever watched, there is a great video on YouTube that you can find of his just passing highlights. It is not he doesn't score. It's not him scoring. It's not him. It's it's literally just him like the crazy passes he used to make, and they're unbelievable. He. Would have he was like the greatest passing big man of all time. Yeah, um, I watched a documentary about, um, oddly enough, about Lithuanian basketball and like the history of Lithuanian basketball mm-hmm. because like there's so many Lithuanian basketball players now, but for so long because of the USSR, none of them were playing in the NBA because they were under Russian control. So yeah. like they were pretty much playing for Russia and for the USSR team, um, almost as like indentured servants, you know, like playing basketball for a country that was taking over. Um, and it's part of the reason why he came to the NBA, NBA so late because he was he was living in communist Russia. He only played 470 games. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Demontis is going to finish with more games with him. But here's yeah. here's the here's why I raised the question because from what I from 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 my perspective, Demontis is currently 22. Yeah, he's 22. 22 years old. Almost 23. He is skyrocketing in terms of his potential. He is fast becoming the number two option in Indiana, despite the fact that he's still coming off the bench. I still don't understand why they don't play him and Miles Turner together more frequently, because like I think that they their games complement each other to some extent. Yeah. Um, they can both stretch the floor a little bit, um, but Demontis is just like he's just so dominant on the offensive end, and Miles Turner's defense is above average. It just it makes so much sense to me to have those guys starting together. But nonetheless, he has been really really good and. And he's a fucking man rocket. Look at that, dude. That's an attractive man right there. <laughs> man rocket? I've never heard that term before. That's uh, I, I, I listen to a hockey podcast called Spittin' Chicklets, and mm-hmm. that's what they refer I'm, to good I'm familiar. Right I'm there. familiar. Uh, I like that his nickname is Domus, and his dad's nickname is Sabas. <laughs> also, his dad's 7'3", 280 pounds. Yeah, he was huge. That's <laughs> a giant he, he Huge. The thing, here's another thing that enough, a lot of people don't give... I think the casual NBA fan probably doesn't give enough credit to Arvidas Sabonis for. He, he like, the modern big man is, like, a continuation of mm-hmm. of him. Jokic. 
with him. Yeah, is I mean that set. is a that is a a great yeah. Like I mean Ooh, that is I'm that so is a good comparison. Sorry to just go off topic all of a sudden. Swaggy P's back. <laughs> Swaggy P. Swaggy P is back. The fact that he's in Denver is such a yeah. fucking joke. It's ridiculous. They won their first game oh. with him. Here's what I will say: him going to Denver makes me wonder about Will Barton's health. I wonder if he if his injury is more severe than it, they initially thought it was. I mean, I that's a good question. They're pretty banged up across the board. Yeah, where does Michael Porter Jr. and uh, Isaiah Thomas come in? Isaiah Thomas is going to be while well, Michael Jordan, Porter Jr. is not playing this season. Oh, he's not. Playing he's basically season. treating this like a red. People season. keep speculating about is he going to come back? Michael Porter Jr. People keep speculating about he'll it. be back. No, like I mean, this season. Like, oh yeah, no, no. He's, is he going to play this season? People the keep... the the Nuggets were basically like, this is his redshirt season. He's I know. Gonna, he's going to get healthy this year. Just, I, they're going to do the same thing with him that that the uh, Kings did with Harry Giles. Yeah. Just yeah. like, yo, you're going to take this year off. You're not going to play. You're going to come back next year. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because I I'm I've been really impressed with Demontis this season, and and he's just gotten better and better every season he's coming to the NBA. Yeah. Everybody thought he was like just okay when he was with OKC. And then last year in that trade, it seems like oh he might actually be the get in this trade. Like obviously Oladipo was you know all NBA and is an All Star and you know is is again I mean but they've played most of the season without him and Demontis Sabonis has been their go to guy. He has been carrying the load for that team. Yeah. When I saw him in Phoenix, like he he was their entire team basically. Yeah. Um, he's just continuing to impress me. I'm gonna it's gonna be interesting to see like can he become an All Star in the in the Eastern Conference and like I don't know maybe he does become better than his dad. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we talked about. It. I love Arvidas Sabonis. Like that is yeah, a that is a, a guy that I really like, and so I like to talk about him because I don't think he gets his due enough. So I agree. Um, next on the agenda, guys, um, and these are kind of like two conversations that go hand in hand, or at least I'm going to swap these a little bit to make them do so. Um, here's my question: um, What is wrong with the Rockets? We are currently in a situation where the Rockets are 12 and 14. They are second to last in the Western Conference. And would which, make the playoffs in the East. It, yeah, and would, would absolutely make, make the playoffs in the East. It's more of a circumstantial thing that they're in the West. Like, they're... It is wild looking at those numbers, though. That's crazy. It's crazy. There's 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 no separation. Although, I do have a follow-up question after we talk about the Rockets that I want to get into. Yeah. But, well, what, what is going on with the Rockets this year, guys? They won against the Trailblazers. That sure. Was, they looked good. Uh, but that they had lost three straight before that. They're bad. Uh, yeah, they were looking like shit. The losses that they had, and I maintain this, and I, you know what, I, I didn't, I didn't stick to it enough when we made our preseason predictions. But the losses that they had on their roster this off season were bad. They were really bad. They hurt that team. Trevor Ariza, love him or hate him, whatever. He is a game-changing player. Yeah. He is not a like he's not going to score you twenty-five a night. He's not, but he does so many of the little things. He hits big shots when he needs him. He'll defend your best player. Yeah. He does so many good things. And then um, Luke uh, Mbamute can play multiple positions. Like he can play anywhere three through five. I mean, I wouldn't put him in extended minutes at the five, but he can guard those positions. He's a good player. Yeah. And they lost a lot of length. They lost a lot of depth. They lost some scoring. I mean, those th- that hurts. I'm looking at this roster right now, and it is fucking atrocious. Like, d- Michael Carter-Williams shouldn't be in the NBA. No. And, and this is what I was going to say, too. It's just like, to your point, they 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 made some trades to free up some cap space for some potential trades that they wanted to make anyways. You know, so they get off Ryan Anderson's contract. They trade him to Phoenix for Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight, um, neither of which are contributing no, any minutes. Anything. Like, say what you will about Ryan Anderson. He was a, basically a nothing, but he at least 
he ate up minutes so that their star players could actually take a rest. Yeah. And now their team has little to no depth. They bring in James Ennis, who they think is going to basically replace Trevor Ariza because he has a similar game. That hasn't really worked out. Um, they got to a point where they were playing Gary Clark. They recently released him. Uh, or no, Daniel House was the one that got released. Anyways, in any case, they tried the mellow thing. That doesn't work out. He's still on their roster. He's just not playing. Michael Carter-Williams, we all knew that wasn't going to work out. They were basically picking from the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And the guys on their team that were heavy, heavy contributors over the last two years, Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, Chris Paul, they're not contributing. No. Like, Clint, Clint Capella got paid and came in a little overweight. He's he's okay, he's okay this season, but he is not the Clint Capella that we've seen over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul... I don't think he's fully healed from that injury. I genuinely, like, he's just not been the same player this year for them. Um, he's just not nearly been as efficient for them. Um, he's kind of, he's, I think this is his decline year. I and completely it was kind agree. Of a, it was, it, it's been coming for yeah, a little I mean, while. It's the 13th season, I get it. It's crazy. He's always hurt. Their defense, they brought back their, their, their defensive coordinator out of retirement to try to save this thing. It's not gotten better. You could argue it's gotten worse. James Harden, who last year was actually playing defense for the first time in his career, has gone back to his Olay defense and just, like, switching on everything and letting Nene guard the fucking point guard at the top of the key. Like, the, it, the whole thing is a mess. Their defense is a mess. Offensive guys who they James were... Harden. I hate him. And the thing is, I love every left-handed athlete, but I hate James Harden. <laughs> They've, they've, I mean, they've. left-handed athletes, do you know? I, not, there's not a ton of them. That's why I like them all. I'm left-handed. There's few out there representing, holding it down for everybody, but there's I hate James dozens Harden. dozens of us. Yeah, just like, I mean, looking at Chris Paul just for a second, like, in comparison to the last two seasons. So last year, shot about 46% from the field, down to 42 this year. Three-point percentage is down to 34 from 38. Um, I mean, he's never really been. Sure. Although, his, his three-point percentage is actually pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, he's been a good shooter, not a great shooter, but his points are down. A sister, eh, right about the same. Uh, steals are about the same, but like overall, like his effective field goal percentage has gone down from fifty-five percent to forty-nine. Hey, what's his efficiency rating? That's what I really want to know. Uh, Let's go down to advanced great statistics. question. Great Take question. Advanced stats on baby. Um, totals per thirty-six. Da, 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 da. Per one hundred. There we go. So currently eighteen point five. That is an unbelievable career low in player efficiency. Yep. He win shares. He's a one point seven. I mean, it's yeah. bad. I mean, he's bad. Yep. And it's his, similar uses. He, he has a, a career average efficiency rating of twenty five and a half, yeah. and that's being obviously dragged down a little bit by this season. By this eighteen. Yeah. But it's it's by far his worst season um, in his career. Not even close. They're not even. They're not entertaining to watch either. Mm-mm. No, they've. It's been a weird. It'd be team. one thing if they were like if they were losing games like 120 to 128, but <laughs> those were like the Bulls if they were doing the, well except for that whatever happened against the Celtics. Oh god, that was rough. That was so rough to watch. So this leads me to ask another question, which you know we we talked about how close all these teams in the West are. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no there's no doubt in everybody's mind that Golden State is the best team in the West, but with with everything being as tight as it is. Who is the second best team in the Western Conference? Um, I got OKC. I mean, they've been playing very, very good. It's shocking to me that they're having the season that they're having because Russ is having a very down year. But it seems like, despite the fact that he's having a down year, like Paul George has definitely stepped his game up. Paul George, so good. And their Love defense, their defense is shocking. He's Dennis Schroeder has been a good addition. Nerlens Noel has oh, been. I was so happy. Jeremy Grant. Too. I well, fucking Dennis Schroeder looks Jeremy like he doesn't hate his life anymore. Yeah. yeah, I mean he hated he's smiling, it. Smiling, he's laughing, yeah. and he still makes a lot of bad decisions. But he's making bad decisions in a secondary role. Like yeah. he's not the the main 
score facilitator. Well, he also look, like I'll I'll say this about him, and here's something that's completely different about him uh, than he was previously: is the bad decisions he's making now are more so like, okay, that's a bad decision, but I see what you were doing. When he was in Atlanta, there were a lot of bad decisions that were made by him being like, fuck it, I'm forcing this issue, I don't give a shit. So it's a completely different thing, even. Um, And Steven Adams is is a guy. Steven Adams is my guy, man. Dude, when he got drafted... Um, so he played at Pittsburgh, as you probably all know. Um, there's a, another former Pittsburgh center by the name of uh, Aaron Gray. You may be familiar with him. He spent some time <laughs> he in Chicago. For the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was bad. When he when Stephen Adams got drafted, my brother was so pissed, and I laughed in his. Face. My brother's my brother likes the Thunder. He's a more or less a Thunder fan. Although Tucker is one of those people who is a fan of players. Yeah. He's a players guy. But yeah. He does. He's he's always rooted for the Thunder. Um, and I remember just laughing at him and being like, you drafted Aaron Gray 2.0. <laughs> and uh, credit to Steven Adams. He has uh, been really good. He so was just good. kind of like a so plotter good. at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of expected him to be a plotter in the NBA. But that was, I think he was just criminally underutilized. Oh, in, yeah. In and, and most big men are. Like most, yeah. you're either the type of big man who don't. And I was listening to this. They were talking about DeMontis Sabonis the other day on this podcast. And they were saying, like, the, the key indicator to, like, a big man who's going to be able to come into the NBA and like make an impact is when you look at him in comparison to big man prospects who rise up draft boards, if he dominates these potential, like these potential big men who have all the physical tools and, and, and um, project to be, you know, studs in the long term. If they're dominating those kids, you want to get that guy in your roster. Yeah, because yeah. that guy's gonna do work in the NBA. He may not be one of the top five centers in the NBA, but he's gonna be a Steve Adams, like a, a guy who's just gonna come in. He's gonna do his job. He's gonna average fifteen and ten. He's gonna be a good defensive stopper. And like when given the opportunity, he's gonna dominate these young centers because that's what he did in college. Yeah, and it's hard to teach. Like you can't de- you can't can't teach size. And Steven Adams has been the linchpin in their defense. Like he has held that defense down along with Paul George. Um, he's and- also got like. Dad strength. Oh yeah, He's so fucking. His name strange. is Big Kiwi. I like that. The Kiwi Fina. Those are good ones. Yeah. I also would like to point out that um, that team still is waiting for um, uh, what's his name to get Andre Robertson to get back. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm so, saying. Like, it, that's what's so crazy about their entire their their defensive scheme. Like, they're doing it all without their best defensive player. Yeah. You know, Jer- like I said, Jeremy Grant has been a a a godsend for them. The fact that he's been able to you know come in. Um, he came into the league as a guy who's just like, we don't know what he does. He's just really athletic. And also he's Harvey Grant's son. Let's just give him a shot to now. Like he is a Horace Grant's nephew. Mm-hmm. He, he is a formidable, formidable power forward center who is incredibly athletic, can switch on one through fives and is really, really, really helping them out. I mean, he's shooting 39% from three this year. He's historically a terrible, terrible shooter. I guess he had 37. I mean, he's kind of had just a forgettable career overall this year. Overall, like this has been his best season by far, and he's been a huge reason. I mean, like he's averaging 11 and 5 as their he's their starting power forward and is shooting 39% from the field. Yeah. Like this guy's in the running for most improved player. Yeah. He's having a phenomenal season. Um yeah, I I do like I do like the Thunder. I think that my concern with them is is the rust factor. Is like will Russ be rust playoff rust come playoff time? I was gonna say Jeremiah Grant gave me a slight like um Taj Gibson bud. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's, I agree. Yeah. that's actually a good call. Yeah. Um, I think I well, Tad, who's your who's your your second best team in the uh, in the NBA? I mean, it's unfair. Western. I think because like it's I, I'm probably gonna just say the Thunder, but if they were healthy, it'd be Denver. I think Denver too, and I can't. I don't know why I can't get past this, but. Lakers have been pretty good recently. They are fun to watch. They right are now. they are yeah, picking they up this, steam. They got this guy uh, LeBron. He's pretty good. He's good. He's mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, he is putting up LeBron numbers. The team hasn't really it, it it really hasn't turned out to be what he like. What's crazy about this whole thing is like if you ask me at this time, at the beginning of the season, who I thought was going to be the number two player on the Lakers this year, I would not have said Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. And Kyle Kuzma has been the second best player on the team, which is good and bad. Like it, it's 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 keeping on the narrative of last year, which. Honestly, like now you've got an opportunity. Like maybe you should make some fucking trades. Like get rid of fucking Brandon Ingram and, and try to try to like package Sorry, him. Get rid of him. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Brandon Ingram has not been able to. Now here's the thing. He looks like a basketball player. He walks like a basketball player. He moves like a basketball player. But he's really bad at playing one on TV. I don't think he's bad at basketball. I think the problem is, and many other players have had this problem. It's hard to play with LeBron. It is hard to play with LeBron because he, he has, dominates so many facets of the like, game. I don't know. If His nickname is Tiny Dog. Tiny Dog oh. and Humble Beast. Oh, I hate both of those. Humble Beast. No, that's G Herbo. Tiny Dog. <laughs> Humble Beast and Herbo. G, G Herbo. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I mean, he's not he's not having a great season, but it's also really hard to play with LeBron. I think that they are making all the right strides to potentially take on that number two spot in the West, which the moral of the story is it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. No. Like, it's just, it's a race to the, it's the the race to the top that you're then going to inevitably get kicked off of because OKC is just, I mean, pardon me, Golden State is just that fucking good. That'll be a fun uh, finals matchup, though, OKC versus... uh, I'd love it. um, I'd love it. OKC, Golden State, where it'll be a fun one. I thought last year that was going to be the the Western Uh, Conference matchup. Yeah. And then Toronto versus Milwaukee. Are there any sleepers down here? At the bottom of the Western Conference. Like, does Houston figure it out and get back up to the second best team in the no, world? No, Utah's more likely to do that Utah's, than Houston Yeah, is. more likely to flip a switch. Can I, can I just say something? I think Minnesota's going to make the playoffs. I'm saying it right now. They look a lot better. They are so much better since that trade. Robert Covington has been a godsend for them. Yeah. The one guy who hasn't really benefited from that trade is Dario Saric. Yeah. They're not really finding him minutes. And I think he's kind of the perfect player for that team to start at the four, but they're giving Taj a lot of minutes. It's going to be interesting to see how Tibbs incorporates him, but, like, um, Tibbs doesn't really generally kind of like players like that, though. No, he doesn't. I mean, he that. did run his offense through Joe Keem, so like he doesn't mind running his offense through big men. Like he's yeah. comfortable. No, doing but it. I'm I'm talking the. There's a difference between running your offense through a big man, and there's a difference, and then there's a playing a guy like, um, you know that that cat in uh, in um, New Orleans. What's his name? Miritich. He like he was Tibbs didn't really give a ton of minutes to Miritich. No, and, yeah. he, he, and Miritich is kind of in the they, same. Here's mold here's the here's Saric. the difference though. Dario Saric is a is a very 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 good playmaker. Yeah, no, look, I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I, that's what I was just about to say that was like the next words that were coming out of my mouth. Granted, they're not 100 percent the same player. Because no, he can handle the ball. He can yes. distribute. There's a lot more that he can do. Great playmaker. But even still, I think Tibbs just doesn't like Euro guys. That's fair. Yeah, that's right. fair. Um, yeah, Minnesota's been surprising to me. I think that there's a Dude, case to be made. Oh, guys, Dallas is seventh. Dude, I love oh, Dallas. Man. Can we talk about Luca for a second? Luca. That that fucking like the way that he brought them back against Houston the other day oh, was, yeah, was incredible. His step back three is that the his that's his signature shot, and it is James Harden level. Like it is that fucking good. He, he is, is the best prospect right now. It's not even close. And like DeAndre Aiden got off to a really good start. He's not even starting anymore. 
Like they've they've pretty much they deemed him as somebody who can only come off the bench and score score because he's such a bad defender. Yeah. He's so bad. And I think like when I watched him the other day, like you can see he's trying, but he just doesn't know where to be. He There's doesn't know what he's a, doing. He, he it's and I like I said this a couple episodes ago. Hell, it might have been last episode. He has always been so much bigger and quicker and athletic than the kids that he's played against that he's never had to know. And NBA defensive rotations are hard. They're complex. They're yeah. like there are schemes. I don't think people. I, I think a lot of casual fans are just think that these guys go out and like just defend, right? Or just like, like rely on their pure athleticism, right? Yeah. People don't understand when they say like I hate when people are like, "Oh, the NBA they don't play defense." Like, yo, defensive schemes are hard. Offenses are scheming against what you're doing, and you are guarding the best players in the world. Right. Yeah. This is the other thing too about DeAndre Aiden that I wanted to talk about because like he, he said he has said a couple things over his very very short NBA career that's that uh, career and really throughout college that has struck me as like the same shit that people said around draft time was like does he really like playing basketball does he really care about playing basketball like does he does he really really care like is he motivated like. The other night they, they like lost. The same thing about Cat. People said that. True. And true. Wiggins. But here's the thing. Like, the other night. I don't think Andrew Wiggins likes playing basketball. No, that's I probably don't. fair. I He's, don't think he does. It's, I, we, I, we were supposed to talk about it last week and we ended up skimming over it. But, like, he has gotten. He is the same exact player he is today he, as he was in year one. And, like, year five, traditionally speaking, is the year that, like, guys with potential make the turn. Yeah. And he, he still does the same mid-range back you down like Kobe jumper he still takes the jumpers from you know the the wing and is still not a good three-point shooter and a bad defender and he just hasn't he hasn't gotten any better in year one it was like whoa a lot of promise year two is just like "Mm, okay a lot of the same of last year then by year three you're like we gotta give up on this guy but with Aiden does this remind you of another player Brandon Ingram (laughs) it's not over I'm not giving up on him here's the thing with Aiton, the other night they lost, and they were down 17 nothing in the first quarter. And, like, they lost. They lost handily. But here's the thing. He he basically said, was like, yeah, once we got down 17, like, I knew there was no way we were going to win. Which is like, it's the first quarter of an NBA game. Yeah, There's but, three quarters left. Yeah, but that's, that, that can also be a little bit of our team is fucking trash. Sure, but at the same time, you don't want your number one overall draft pick to be that guy, the defeatist. And also, remember, this is the same guy who went asked, what, is, what does a successful career look like for you, DeAndre? He said, and I quote, um, getting to my second contract. That was his response when they asked him, "What is what? How do you like? What is a successful career to you?" Do you think he becomes kind of like a Carmelo Anthony type? No, I think he's. I I I'm genuinely concerned that like unless they get up here and like give him the eye of the tiger, I think he's going to be a an all stats no results guy. Demarcus, I think worse than Demarcus. Like I I'm thinking more along the lines of like uh, Hassan Whiteside. Mm. Like that's I'm I'm afraid that he's going to be. I mean, in that's Hassan not a White's bad comparison. It's not bad. It's at all, really not. Also, except Hassan is a good like, defender. Kind of me. <laughs> Hassan is an okay defender. He knows how to rotate. Sure. He's not, that's about it. But yeah, it, it, Luca has been. It, it's I am. He is. I'm so impressed by him, and I've yeah. said this. I've said this since since the beginning of the season. Like when we did our our league pass rankings early on, I said it. Anytime that the Dallas Mavericks are playing, I got to watch that game. I want to see what Luka's going to do. And he came in doughy as fuck, and now he's starting to get into NBA shape, yeah. and it's starting to show. Well, that's because the Euro guys don't believe in working. Yeah. <laughs> They're smoking. They're just fucking pulling drags in the middle of the game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of League Pass, segueing over to this next one. Also, <laughs> Nobody said anything about League Pass, but speaking of it. <laughs> no, he changed it. Oh, my, mistake. It. my mistake. I swear to God. I heard it. I heard League Pass. 
Uh, I would like to take a time to point out that uh, December 14th through the 20th, NBA League Pass is free. Watch that shit. I didn't know that. That's it's amazing. It's so free. Uh, I, because that, last week, we talked about how Pop with, Popovich was all like, oh, the NBA is boring now. League Pass, make sure it is not. <laughs> because you get to watch everything, and if a game is boring, you just change it to another game. You just watch another one. It's the greatest fucking thing in the world. It's perfect, for, perfect for millennials. Can't wait. Uh, two more topics before we wrap up tonight. Um, this week was the last LeBron versus Dwayne Wade game ever. Le- Dwayne Wade has announced that he will be retiring at the end of the season, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Miami sucks, anyways. I gotta. Be, he just played the other night, so he's not dead. Like he's just. We saw him. Yeah, I literally he's, watched the game. Like I bet you, if I pull up Instagram right now, he's probably posting in the last two hours. He's doing just fine. He just R- had a baby. All right, all right, I gotta be. We, we gotta stop R.I.P. He's not dead. He's got a pulse. He played the other night. Um. So, what are your thoughts when you think of, like, the, the final chapter of LeBron, LeBron versus Dwayne Wade? Keeping in mind that, like, most of their career they played together, but... I didn't watch the game. I didn't either. <laughs> I, had, I, did. I had no interest in watching it. I did. It was a good Miami's game. Miami's so bad this year. They've been really disappointing. Yeah, they... It's shocking to me, because, like, they've they've yeah, overperformed for the last three 11, years. 15. It's shocking to you that a team that paid Goran Dragic $25 million a year isn't that good? My man was an all-star shocking. last year. My man was an all-star last year. He has not been bad for them. He's overpaid, but he's not bad. I know. But uh, my point is, is that they're paying a guy like Goran Dragic twenty-five million dollars, hamstrings their salary cap capabilities. Sure, but that's also that was also a circumstantial signing too. Also paying like, a shit load. Hassan got paid. Hassan White. Yeah. Hassan. That's a that's the worst contract they have by Hassan far. Hassan is but, a shit. And uh, what's his name? Uh, James. No, goddamn. James Winston. Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow had a good game. Hey, you know, James Winston. Plays in Florida too, yeah, and they have a sort of similar name. You know, I'm just gonna continue. Yeah, similar uh, color scheme. Um, But yeah, I was, I said, I said, I said name. (laughs) (laughs) Not even close. close. I mean, it's you know the same amount of syllables. Sure, that's fine. But Justice Winslow is is not that good. He is. He's just good. What he does. It's crazy to me that the Celtics were willing to trade three first round picks for him. I still, I don't believe that. I don't. I don't believe it. People liked him in that draft, man. Yeah. And like year one, it looked like okay. Yep. No, I see you it. You know who on their team is pretty good? OG. OG's good. OG doesn't play for that. I mean, I'm sorry. Not. Oh, I was watching the Toronto Raptors game. That's why I was thinking of that. Um. Uh. Bam. Bam. Yeah. Bam out of bio is solid. He is. A bam out of bio is solid. Bam is solid. But going back to LeBron versus Wade, like, um, any thoughts, lasting memories, like what when I guess when we think about LeBron versus Wade or their friendship. Is there a better duo? Is there a better one-two? Catino Mobley and Steve Francis. I don't disagree with that at all. Those guys and Kyle. Were, that was the, the that friendship was it, like it's great. Let's it great. let's rank NBA. They best fell friends. apart when they got top, shipped away from each other. Top five NBA best friends. Uh, Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan's on. That's there. my number one. Um, LeBron and, and Wade, I could put on there. LeBron and Wade. Catino Mobley and Steve Francis. We'll, Steve Francis. Fine, we'll throw that Coutinho. one up on there. Uh, I feel like this one's kind of hard to say, but I feel like if they stay together, a lot of those like Laker dudes, like Lonzo, Kuzma, and like Hart. That's dope. we don't know shit about those guys. There's one that I I can't think of. I got one. This is was, this is one that most people don't even realize. That these guys are best friends. Michael Jordan and Charles Oakley. Oh yeah, best buddies. Yeah, they also, love each other. Michael Jordan had a lot of close friends in the NBA, which is kind of shocking. Like he and Patrick Ewing were really close. He was really close to Charles Barkley. Yeah, really close to Charles Oakley. Not very close to many of his teammates. <laughs> he had a lot of friends on other teams, but never any friends on his on I his. I think team. it's because he yelled at all of them, so they were like, "I don't really want to hang." Oh, out Oh, there this it guy. is. I had to look it up. 
Jeremy Lin and Chandler Parsons. <laughs> when they were in Houston together, it was I, I honestly I've never seen two guys that just loved each other more. Oh, and maybe yeah. they just bonded over the fact that they were both overpaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, probably. <laughs> they were just laughing all the way to the bank together <laughs> every day. <laughs> but no, if you watch, there's like some videos and gifs and stuff you can find on the internet, and those guys just oh my god. Together. Nick Young as well, uh, and uh, and fucking JaVale McGee. Oh, yeah. Nick Young and Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> Gilbert Arenas <laughs> just torments Nick Young all the time. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of who else. Is there uh, anybody that's else? wonderful. Can't I can't think, think of anyone either. Dynamic duos. Um, Big Baby Davis and Rajon Rondo. Kendrick Perkins. No. Kendrick Perkins and everybody in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Wins above Glenn, all else. Remember when, uh, remember when Nate Robinson jumped all over Glenn Davis when Glenn Davis <laughs> did that big shot? And he like fell over him and like landed on his head and damn near killed himself. No, like, no, it was Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. No, 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 no. It was Glenn Davis. I swear it's Glenn Davis. I think we're thinking of something different. We're thinking of the time. There was a time where he jumped and like Paul, Paul Pierce, Pierce like went down. When he <laughs> and, uh, and he Nate Robinson tried to jump and Paul thought, Pierce is going down. And, and the whole time you see like... Like, um, Kevin Garnett is bowing to the oh. crowd, and, like, fucking Ray Allen is just like, oh, shit, as fucking Nate Robinson just goes face first. And he also, ground. he also, like, need Paul Pierce in the face. Oh, man. Also, right. um, just Paul one, one that I just kind of, just, I was trying to find that clip of Nate Robinson, but, uh, one that I, I just, uh, I just thought of, uh, that underrated friendship in the NBA. Greg Popovich and Tim Duncan. <laughs> I'm not joking. I, I, I completely agree. Friends, yeah. They strike me as two friends that would like get together on a Saturday night. And they're do, like the and, same age. And do a puzzle. Like you They just strike oh, me as those friends. But they're not because <laughs> Tim Duncan's talked about it. He like, plays video games with Andre Kirilenko. That happens. All those guys on the Spurs are so tight. They're, they're, like uh, Avery Johnson was on uh, the Low Post podcast, and he was telling Zach Lowe that like, if Pop's in town – we're going to dinner, and we all go like as a family. Like the Spurs, all the guys from since since he's been coaching, if he if they're in town and there are guys that have played for the Spurs ever, they all go to dinner together all the time. And if Pop sends you that text, you go, you drop everything, and you fucking go to dinner. This is not in the context of the Spurs being a family, <laughs> but a reference to another family. Andre Kirilenko, uh, his wife was like a Russian model or, or something, or is that's my girl. Know. That's the that's the most ratted out chick ever. She used to let him bang one woman per year. Genius. <laughs> just, gave Genius. Him, just gave him the old hall pass one time a year. Genius. I think that would drive a man insane. Am I wasting this? <laughs> That's a yeah. good point. Yeah, I wouldn't. Be, it's too oh, much it's pressure. like it's an evil game. It's like it's an too evil much game. For me. You, got, you get one. Oh God, you better man. make it a good one. You can only have one. You better make it a good one. I mean, it is one a better, year. Better so. hope you take her virginity because you're just this is gonna be that's gonna be as good as it gets, buddy. That got dark. That got dark. We have fun here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, last topic of the night. Um, today Robert Sarver threatened the Phoenix Suns. Uh, pardon me, the city of Phoenix, basically saying, if you don't build this new stadium that we're asking for, we are going to move to Vegas or Seattle. Um, all signs point to Robert Sarver being a total douchebag and a dick and just a bad owner. Um, but it's made me think of something. If you had to pick one team in the NBA right now to move to either Vegas or Seattle, who would it be? To, to move to Vegas or Seattle? Vegas or Seattle. You had to if take can move one, one existing franchise. Orlando to Seattle. Interesting. Orlando. I do. I love. I love the Sonics. And if I could have my favorite team move there and start buying Sonics gear from like the revived. Interesting. Dude, I love the Sonics. Interesting. Um, 
I think I would say uh, Char- sending Charlotte to um, Vegas because that's like a real Vegas so, thing to do. You can't send MJ to Vegas. Everybody knows that. You can't do it. Some of that's my favorite bad. players. I didn't think about that. <laughs> okay. like, can't send MJ to Vegas. Love Gary Payton. Love Detlef Schrempf. Love uh, Hershey yeah. Hawkins. Love Sean, uh, Sean Kemp. Love I loved Kevin Durant when he was there. I don't really love Kevin Durant now, but I loved him there. I loved Richard Lewis when he was there. And one that's not so popular, Luke Ridenour. Loved Luke Ridenour in Seattle. Ray Allen was there too. Yeah, Richard Lewis. Those were good teams. Um, okay, Orlando. Nikki, who you got? You I got, said, I got Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, either that or let's throw a real curveball. Well, oh, you know what? Send the Clippers to Seattle. I was just thinking that. Like, yo, Steve Ballmer. You live in Seattle full time. You're competing with the Lakers. Go to Seattle. Just move. Go to Seattle. Yeah. Seattle wants a team so fucking bad. Yeah. Don't build a stadium in Inglewood. Go to Seattle. When the Lakers went through uh, their like real like struggle period, um, I uh, I listen. I used to in college. I used to listen to a lot of like talk radio, like sports radio, and uh, this guy called into a show one time, and he was talking about how he has season tickets for both. Um, and how when the Clippers were really good, you know, the, the Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, DeAndre, all the, you know, when they were good, um, repeatedly predicted to make the Western Conference Finals, he was like, I cannot give those tickets away, but my Lakers tickets sell like they are still the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Clippers, get out of town. Yeah, I'm, I'm for that. That that one makes the most sense to me. My other dark horse would be like, not dark also, horse, like this I, has been discussed li- time and time again, these two teams, sorry. Uh, New Orleans and Minnesota. Those are the two teams that have already been discussed. Like, yeah. oh, there's ownership problems in both New Orleans and in Minnesota, where it's just like it kind of makes sense to up and move these teams. Yeah. Another team that I think would realistically make that move is the Pistons. Hmm. Dude, Detroit sucks. Yeah, but they just built a new stadium. They're not going yeah. anywhere. No, I, I I understand. I guess I'm these are saying, hypothetical situations. I'm talking about this like from a standpoint of the city that you play in and that kind of thing. Like the fact that Detroit has. Uh, Four major sports franchises is, is yeah. actually outrageous. Yeah, I mean they have they, they have, a, they, have a, they have a, a franchise. I mean it's it's not outrageous to think about when those teams were founded. Sure. But now in the current state that the, the city of Detroit is in, yeah, it's weird to think about the fact that Detroit has sports teams in all four major sports. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. That's a good point. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, well, you were gonna say something. I'm sorry, oh, the only thing I was gonna say is I really need to see Boban in a Supersonics uniform. <laughs> that sounds perfect to me. I'm telling you, the, the Clippers just make so much sense. It's like Balmer, you already lived there. You've got money there. Like, I anytime I play NBA 2K, I create the Seattle Supersonics. I call their stadium the Amazon because it's obviously gonna be bought by Amazon. Duh. And that's just you're gonna do it. Why not Microsoft? Steve Ballmer. Yeah, Microsoft. No, he's not there anymore, but. Yeah, but I mean, come on! You don't think that? No, I'm sure. I'm sure it would be like the the Starbucks Center. Amazon. Ooh, <laughs> Starbucks Center, good. Like, there's Starbucks so many. There's so there's so much corporate sponsorship there. There's so much corporate money there. The city is yearning. They want an NBA team back so fucking bad. Or yo, sorry, Oklahoma City, you lost. It's over. Go to Vegas. Yeah, Go to Vegas. I don't. I don't. I don't want a team in the Vegas Thunder. <laughs> That's not too bad. Dude, because they is, got the Vegas Knights now, and then they're going to have the Vegas uh, Raiders. They got a women's basketball Is in there. Thunder the worst team nickname in mm, the NBA? Mm, mm. Yes. Yep. It goes Thunder, Raptors. Ooh, I oh, I disagree. Oh, how dare you. No, yeah, I'm going to fucking Raptors stop you right. Raptors is fucking Raptors is great. 
It's Ooh. original and it's fun. How and they used to have purple you? uniforms with little dinosaurs on them. Let me give you my list. These are my top three worst names okay, in the NBA. Okay, but you're wrong with the Raptors, so just don't say that again. Agree or disagree. Top three worst names in the NBA. Thunder, Raptors, uh, Wizards. I'm going to go two more. The Jazz. Yeah, because they play in Salt Lake City where there is no, no music. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Um, what do you want to call them? The Mormons? I, I don't know. Uh, and the Magic. That's my top five. Oh, God, I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> that's my top five. Magic is fun. That's fun. That I like, I like the Magic. I like that as a team. It's funny because those two teams, the Raptors and the Magic, both came out in the 90s. And what they banked on is like, A, the popularity of a movie. Yes, correct. And fan voting. And B, Disney World. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Happiest fucking place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I've never oh, been there, but I, people uh, tell me. Here are the ones that I'm not jazzed about. Um, Ooh, is that a pun? Were you going to throw the jazz in there? <laughs> um, I actually like the jazz as a nickname, just not for a team from Utah. I actually have no problem with the jazz. Uh, they should be in New Orleans because the Pelicans is a terrible Oh, I forgot game. about the Pelicans. I strike the jazz from the record. No, Pelicans, Pelicans is terrible. great. See, you guys... The thing is, I like unique things. Pelican's so bad. I would also like to point out that I think the Cavaliers is a stupid name. Yeah, I'm good with the Cavs. That, it kind of reminds it's college-y a little bit. Yeah, you know? I'm not a fan. Uh, I wish the Knicks would go back to Knickerbockers. Uh, <laughs> Can't do it, bro. It's 2019. Yeah. The, oh, the Nets is kind of boring. Yeah, they've been there for so long. I know. Though. Like, I get it, but, but the it's Nets boring. Is boring. I agree. What the fuck's a 76er, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. I never know. I think it's something related to, like, the gold rush. Okay. Are you, are you guys joking? I have no idea. Philadelphia, 1776, the American Revolution. The oh, 76. Are you fucking joking? God damn it. My history major it comes in handy sometimes. Finally. <laughs> we were wondering, when is he going to bring something to the podcast? And here it is. Oh, man. Uh, you know what the worst nickname is? The Pacers. I was just thinking. Oh, that. yeah, that's not a good one. The I Pacers is bad. Just thinking. That. Pistons is bad. A Pistons, I'll give a pass to, though, because it's Detroit. Right. City, yes. right, sure. Um, that is is bad. Um, I don't I don't really care for the Grizzlies. I, actually, that's not true. I'm meh on the Grizzlies. Um, I will agree with you, Nets, I don't particularly care for. Suns is boring, but they're in Phoenix, so it kind of makes sense. Um, uh, did you see it when the... the... Sun's subreddit actually just became a subreddit about the actual Yes, the Sun. <laughs> yes. It, it was There's last, nothing else to talk about. Season. They were so shit that they did that. Oh, what is man. your favorite favorite mascot? Favorite, favorite team nickname, sorry. I mean, uh, I Miami Heat. Oh, really? I don't care for that. Yeah, it's my favorite one. I, no, I, don't, I shouldn't say I don't care for that. It's not my favorite. Sorry. I'd I like that. My top five favorites are Miami Heat, Boston Celtics. Um, Celtics is great. That's a Celtics good one. Celtics is a good one. I would say that's probably my number one. Um, I think my number three is, I think the Knicks. I think the Knicks is probably my number three from a historical standpoint. I like the Knicks too. Um, I'm gonna say the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. It's my number four. Ooh, yikes! Okay. Yep. And then uh, I'm gonna go with. I guess Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Bulls Yikes, dude. Yeah. That's my home team. I got. I didn't have anybody else. I got. I, I, I got. Uh, I like the Raptors. I don't care what you have to say. Like Raptors on that list. Uh, I don't care. Um, also, Trailblazers. Yeah, dude, that's, that's on mine for sure. I like. I like. I like that. Uh, loving that one. I I like Golden State Warriors. Uh, I wish they would just have like one 
uniform that looked like the Warriors uniform. I think that'd be cool. Uh, just one time. Um, I, yeah, I'm fine with the Bulls. I, I like the, I like the Bulls and Celtics. Like you already said, is a good. One. And I think Bucks is a good one. Mm. Fear the deer. I, oh, I like Denver it. Nuggets. That's the other one. Yeah, Nuggets I was just about to say. One. So Nuggets, I love. Trailblazers, I love. Celtics, I love. Raptors, I love. And your Orlando Magic. <laughs> I love, dude. Magic. It's a cool name. Mavericks yeah. isn't bad either. Mavericks is a good. Mavericks one. is also a good. It works. One. It works. Uh, anything else we want to talk about today before we wrap up? The Kings are. That's kind of boring. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always one of the names. Yeah, they kings. almost made my list. Every team has king. Every sport has kings. Um. I mean, Matt Barnes said he would slap the, sh- the dog shit out of Robert Sarver. <laughs> so he clearly doesn't feel good about the potential move. I like him. I like he called him, him a bitch ass. <laughs> and with that, that's the last uh, thing I got. Anything you want to plug before we get out of here, guys? No, I got nothing. Per usual, not much. Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tad, Nikki, where can people find at you? At Nikki Palooza. All right, and you can follow me at J underscore Kilas on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow MBA at MBA Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget to pod. Don't forget to give the podcast a five star rating and review. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. You can also email us at theyaynetwork.com. Uh, pardon me, at theyaynetwork at gmail.com. Um, if you have any questions or if you have feedback or you just want us to talk about shit, uh, make sure you hit us up. Um, you can tweet at us too if you want to tweet at us. Hashtag MBA. Um, just would love to see you know some some social media posts out there. Give us some love. Tell your friends. Um, for Nikki, for Tad, for Jay, this has been MBA, and we're out. Bye. Bye.